Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into our show, let me tell you a little bit about uh, me and the show, and then we'll kind of progress from there. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a uh, professional navigational consultant. Uh, it means my expertise is actually in astrology, uh, numerology, and many different types of oracles, including tarot, rune stones, animal cards, things like that. Um, been uh, doing private sessions with people in my home office here in Phoenix, well as by phone for many years now. If you want any information about my personal one-on-one sessions and services, uh, go to my website. It's jimventura.com, and you can check out some information there about booking an appointment or a session. Uh, Also, I am a writer. I published a couple of books. Uh, Again, the info is all available on my website as well. And I do a uh, monthly column called Snake Oil, which uh, I've been doing for 10 years now, actually a little over 10 years now. And uh, I've got about uh, 1,400 people subscribing to the column now. Um, You can uh, email me at VenturaSage.com at yahoo.com if you want to get added to the monthly mailing newsletter. Uh, it's blind copied out. No one will ever get reading my address, and it's a monthly column, and it'll give you access to reading my columns and books before they actually go in print, and also uh, discounts on sessions and things like that, and just a lot of good metaphysical information each month. Okay, enough of the sales portion of things. <laughs> uh, this is uh, I've got a couple different formats for the shows we do. We usually do two or three shows each month. Uh, on Thursdays. Uh, in fact, just a little heads up, I will be doing three shows next month. Uh, uh, typical uh, column, live column read and discussion uh, at the beginning of the month, the first Thursday. Uh, and, and by the way, when I do the live column read, I really don't take call-ins for the most part. Um, we reserve that for today's show and other shows that I'll tell you about. Um, just because I like to stay on, on task and talk about the subject on hand with the column. Um, and then uh, next month I will also be doing an interview show with uh, Laura Hutchinson, who is a, uh, also a you know, coach and a, and a reader, and, a, uh, and uh, uh, I think he runs a spiritual church as well too. Um, here in Phoenix. Uh, he's a really cool guy, also an author. And we'll be doing that on the 11th of September. Um, so not only will I do a half-hour interview show, but he is going to um, do live mini-readings uh, on air as well halfway through the show. So if you aren't able to get in for a five-minute mini today with me, you can catch me next month or um, call in for Alaric, uh, Alaric to do one for you as well. So just put a heads up on that. I'll also be doing my astrology update show and take some live calls for about uh, the last 20 minutes of the show as well next month toward the end of September. So we've got three shows next month. This month I only actually did two, counting today's. So uh, this is our astrology update show. We talk a little bit about what's kind of going on with the astrology right now, with astrology, the astrology, with astrology right now. Uh, give you guys some updates as general themes that are happening that will largely influence everyone, and then about, uh, about 20 minutes from now, I'm going to probably, I'm definitely going to take a couple of calls. Um, just a heads up for everyone, you know, they've got five-minute mini-readings. I can't really do much with your astrology, because um, I'd have to kind of look all that information up, but I can pull a rune for you, or a tarot card or two, or an animal totem, or an angel message for you, 
Um, and I usually can get to about three, sometimes four people in each show, and I'll take them in order as they call in. And if you're not able to get in today's show, you know, call in on another show, just kind of call in earlier, and uh, kind of be patient and wait in the, uh, in the list, or, or definitely call in next month for Alaric Show or my other astrology show. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's happening with our astrology right now. So we're kind of at that couple-of-day period where the sun is about to go into uh, Leo, I mean, I've got to go, it's in Leo, it's about to go into Virgo in a couple of days. Uh, brings up some interesting Virgo energy stories that I'm going to share with you guys today. Also, uh, that should give you some kind of interesting insight. Uh, so, you know, typically when the sun, yeah, again, the sun will move from sign to sign about once a month, approximately. That's really ultimately what people ask you when they ask what your sign is, or asking what your sun sign is. Um, so as it moves its way into Virgo, out of Leo, you know, typically for most people, depending on where Virgo is in your chart, and, and always remember that, it doesn't matter if you're not a Virgo. Virgo is somewhere in your chart. So it may be occupied, meaning you've got multiple planets in that sign, or, or one or more, um, or none. But even if you don't have any planets in Virgo, Virgo is somewhere in your chart, meaning it's going to somehow affect a house or an area of life. So that's key. Again, one of the things that's cool about having an astrology chart done and an interpretation is giving you insight into that area. But as a general rule of thumb, when, when the sun moves into Virgo, you know, we typically become focused a little bit more toward fixing, resolving, and solving things. Virgo is very much a sign of, of healthy criticism, um, internally or externally. Um, you know, the positive disposition of Virgo, uh, Virgo is I study, I analyze. Uh, it's negative as I worry. Uh, Virgos have a tendency to worry a bit. Um, so wherever that area in our chart is where we tend to be very talented often, very skillful, where we tend to really study hard and work towards certain goals. Uh, but we also tend to be a little heavily critical. So that's kind of uh, uh, common and, and normal if you've got a strongly occupied Virgo in your chart. Uh, I'm Sagittarius as a sun sign, but I've got three planets in Virgo in a conjunction, so I've got a lot of Virgo energy myself. Uh, that certainly comes through. Um, so we've got this, uh, you know, movement in, into Virgo. So just kind of general thumb, you're going to find yourself kind of want to fix and solve and resolve things. I always think one of the things that's good about Virgos is the tendency to believe everything can be fixed and solved. So that's why if you're dating a Virgo or involved with a Virgo, I would say be conscientious that if they criticize you, that's kind of a way Virgo shows love, strangely enough. <laughs> so you've got to understand that about them uh, and not react so much to it. Um, so and Mercury's been in Virgo for a couple of, uh, for about two weeks now, uh, has a few more weeks to go in Virgo. So Mercury rules the way we think, communicate, express ourselves. So we've kind of got a, you know, a bit of Virgo energy operating here. There's still some stuff going on with Leo. I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But we definitely some, some real movement into, into Virgo energy. Um, quick little story. I, you know, I have actually have got a lot of very positive reviews on Yelp from clients who've seen me. And I actually got my first sort of scathing review uh, a couple of weeks ago from a client. And, uh, you know, I, I take this with a grain um, in that uh, it's the first time I've really gotten a bad review from someone. But it was by a Virgo. And uh, she was really difficult to read. She was someone that was visiting in from another state. First time I had seen her. And she just, uh, her cards were difficult. She was difficult. Um, uh, really, really a tough person to work with. I, I know even after she left, I had I mentioned to a friend I felt like I wasn't really able to help her the way I normally am with other people. So she did. She wrote a very scathing review of me, mentioning that I, uh, when she came into my home, um, 
that I answered the door barefoot, and there were dirty dishes soaking in my sink. I'm not really sure why she was looking at my kitchen as I led her into my office in the first place, but Virgo. Uh, and it's my home office. I don't, I don't know about the rest of people on the planet, but I think the first thing I do when I get into my home is take off my shoes. I think that's kind of normal for, for people. I, I wouldn't, and I have very nice feet, by the way. <laughs> They're not a, but anyway, but she really kind of went into a very kind of negative tirade. You know, it was very funny because it really, it, it was a little difficult because there's that human part of you that kind of wants to sort of strike back at some level and does some, someone does something so nasty and, and, and mean. And if you, if you read the review, you'll kind of see it was very, very, yeah, kind of yucky. Um, but, uh, you, you know, the side of me, the more evolved spiritual side of me says, you know what, you're going to get a bad review on occasion. This woman had a lot of difficulties. She said it was vague, but the truth was that she just didn't really like that uh, the cards had said that her relationship was not going to work out. They were incompatible. She already had a string of failed relationships. I think she didn't like that information, which she didn't have to tell her. That, but I do I want to be honest with people, and I, I gave her some suggestions on how to change that, but you can kind of see probably overly critical with herself and with the people in her life, and that's usually not going to be really great for a relationship. Uh, I always think for Virgo, because I've got to watch that in myself because I've got a lot of Virgo in my chart to be critical, but you know, don't do it in a way that's mean and, 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 and attacking. So that was an interesting experience. I'm going to write about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll keep that reasonable. Um, but good illustration of a Virgo in its best and its worst possible possible uh, sense in terms of the way that energy can go. Uh, but we took a lot going on in Leo also. Uh, Venus is in Leo. Jupiter's in Leo. They're both Venus and Jupiter are sort of like the easier planets, so to speak, in our chart. Venus is our feminine energy, our relationship energy, our creative energy. Jupiter is our energy around philosophy and expansion and and uh, and uh, kind of dramatic flair, whatever we do with Jupiter is larger than life and big. Um, so both of those are in Leo. So we still get quite a bit of that energy operating with these planets kind of pushing us to be a little bit more out there, a little more creative, a little bit more proud, a little bit more confident in, in some ways. So that's certainly a good thing. Um, anyone who's Leo understands this. These, these planets in Leo can really feed that part of us that wants to be a showman that wants to kind of be people applaud and, and, and like what we do and, and, and be creative and, and to acknowledge the, the good things that we're, we're able to do and using our creative talents at some level. You, you really can see almost an interesting progression that operates with signs because where Leo becomes very creative in a very um, almost dynamic, um, energetic, playful way, Virgo, the creativity channels more of more, more of its energy into fixing and solving and resolving things. So it still can be creative. It's just more technical almost in that sense. In fact, um, again, as I mentioned, I have a lot of Virgo in my own chart. And I went to school for advertising art and, and you know, art in general. Uh, I'm actually a fairly talented artist, um, a, a, a good writer, obviously, but um, my uh, artistic skills are pretty good. But, you know, it was, it was funny when I was in school is, like, I'm always impressed by people that are able to do abstract art because I'm just not able to do it. My artwork is very meticulous. Almost like I'm, if, I'm, if I'm drawing a picture of something, it's almost like I'm reproducing it so it looks exactly like it does. And uh, I had teachers that used to get very frustrated with me. <laughs> but other people, sometimes they see my art from college and things that I didn't like. Damn, dude. It's, like, it's almost like you draw, you draw like it's almost like you're drawing a photograph. 
Uh, that's how particular I can I could be. Uh, although I did have a side of me that was very cartoony as well too. We did a lot of caricatures and things like that as well. But even those were, were they really often looked like the person, even though of course it was all exaggerated in some degree. But uh, a lot of Virgo energy. That's what it's going to do. So Mars is. Uh, let's see what Mars is. Mars is in Scorpio. Um, has been for the last month or so. You know, one of the things I'll mention is Mars will move from, you know, sign to sign about every two months and typically house to house about the same, general rule of thumb, uh, two, two and a half, three months. Uh, you know, Mars is our male energy, our assertiveness, our aggressiveness. It tends to be where we get very active and kind of um, enthusiastic and passionate. It also could be where we get impatient and frustrated and irritated. So Mars and Scorpio really interesting what this brings up because it you know it's going to really push our buttons to really probe things to get to the heart of the matter to get into the depth of things to not accept things at surface value that scorpio energy is very probing almost detective like in the way that it operates towards things um even as i'm saying this it could make i, I can see that little battle in, internally with me about wanting to strike almost at, at the person who was so you know, internet abusive to me at some level with a really un unprovoked attack. Um, Scorpio always has to battle that lower self energy in that sense, seeing it in, in others and, and recognizing the need to rise above that and come to a more spiritually evolved place is one of the tasks and tasks of Scorpio. So we can see this going on with Mars and Scorpio. It's definitely going to intensify your passion towards certain things, but it can also kind of bring up some of that darker energy that exists in all of us as human beings. It's really something that, that worthy of owning. I mean, I always tell people the same thing. I think, you know, it's one thing to think a bad thought, and it's something to act on it. And that's very, very key. We don't really have to. Ultimately, karma, if someone is abusive or does, someone does something lousy, the karma will come back to them anyway in time, either almost immediately in this life or in another lifetime. We don't have to take care of that. In fact, in some ways, we can sort of damage things energetically for ourselves if we if we attempt to strike but you got to know if anyone who's got a good strong amount of scorpio in the chart knows that sometimes we really get tested by people um who are definitively pushing our buttons so to speak so <laughs> that's one of the things we're seeing with this mars in in scorpio energy definitely intensifying you know sexual energy and passion and and connectedness but also can bring up some of again that those darker impulses the saturn's been in scorpio for quite some time uh, for the last two years. Um, and I've talked about this on other shows. Saturn is like the part of us that when we're younger, it represents the air in our chart where we feel restricted, where things don't happen as quickly as we'd like, where we have limitation, sometimes fear. When we get older, it becomes kind of a lump of coal that we polish into a diamond, something we become quite talented and good at. So we've seen this Saturn and Scorpio energy operating for a while. And I, I've said this you know, in past shows, reiterating, repeating it again, that, uh, listen, you can see this out in the world, politicians, people doing things that are very negative, that's coming back to them faster. It's one of the dances of, of, of the, you know, Saturn and Scorpio in that way. Um, Jupiter is in Leo. I mentioned that also already a little bit. So, again, giving us a little bit of push to use our showmanship and our creativity. Um, I want to mention something else that's kind of happening. I'm not actually going to talk about the outer planets today for... Uh, because I want to focus on two things primarily on today's show before I start to take some calls. Um, one, I want to talk about a transit that's happening that I think is definitely going to affect everyone right now, so I want you guys to all be aware of that. Uh, and then there was someone, a client, uh, who requested I do a few comments on her chart. She had given me 
her um, information, her birth chart information. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's going to illustrate a few points for the rest of you guys listening as well, guys and girls. Um, but uh, and then we'll, we'll take some calls in about ten minutes uh, from here. I see you got a couple of people waiting already, so I will take those calls. Um, okay, so the trends that I want to mention first that's kind of going on is um, Mars is conjunct Saturn for the next couple of days. So that's kind of a natal, not even a natal thing. That's a transit thing that's going to happen for everybody. Mars um, doing the conjunction to Saturn. It's going to feel a bit like this in the next couple of days. Wherever, you know, wherever Saturn is in your chart, again, of course, is, is very, very key. But in this case, it's actually the two planets themselves in a conjunction together in Scorpio. So it, it's kind of a transiting thing. So, again, that's going to have a lot to do with where your chart is. But it's, it, one of the things I can tell you is Mars conjuncting uh, Saturn, just for a couple of days, you're going to have this hit. Probably for about four or five, we should feel it starting uh, probably tomorrow, day after, a couple of days in with it, it's going to make you get very, very uncomfortable with any area in your life where you feel restricted. It may also um, kind of push your buttons almost in a way where any area where you're restricted or limited or you have fear, you might end up finding yourself doing something very aggressive or very assertive, almost to sort of break that mold or that pattern. Now, Here's what I'm going to suggest. Um, be conscious of this, because in a good way, yeah, absolutely, Mars can really fuel us to, uh, to break through something, to be brave, to do something daring. That can be a good thing. On the other hand, Mars can be impatient, it can be impulsive, it can be reactive. So we have to, you know, I, you know it could, it's sort of like, let me give you a perfect example of this. Um, you know, I once was driving behind someone who was in a single-lane road, too, who was going, I mean, it was like a 40-mile-an-hour zone, and she was doing 25. And I was already late for something. And I got so frustrated after a while with how absolutely overly slow she was driving that I kind of cut around her to turn into my own parking lot. I just couldn't take it anymore. And it caused her to almost swerve to hit me. She didn't understand what I was doing. She got very scared. Um, you know, the car, the tires screeched. It was a very uncomfortable scene. Thankfully, no one was hurt in it. I wasn't either. But I got into my, I pulled into my spot, and she was just looked flabbergasted by the, my overreactiveness to her. And I immediately felt that sort of sense that, you know what, what did I, almost having an accident and getting so impulsive to cut someone off and reacting really wasn't even about her. It was about me being absolutely impatient and what did I say, 30 seconds, another minute? So it really had me kind of thinking a bit about how I really probably really scared that woman in a way, and she wasn't doing it to me. It was just that it was an older woman. She was driving slow. You know, another minute or so, I was turning anyway. It just I couldn't take it anymore. So use that as an example. That's probably a similar transit that was going on when I did that crazy thing. That was about 15 years ago. I just remember it. I just remember that feeling of thinking like at one level I acted intensely, but maybe not in the best of circumstances. So just asking everyone to, you know, sometimes think of it this way with with this little conjunction. You know, sometimes when something is blocked or limited or slowing us down, it can often be a good thing. It's not always necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes not being able to take action can actually be useful. 
Uh, in fact, I'm writing a lot about this whole subject right now. I'm writing a column called Sing Owls that I will uh, will be printed in my next uh, Snake Oil in, uh, in uh, early uh, September. Um, I'll talk about it on my, my next show. But, um, you know, I, I saw some, some live owls when I was out at the casino a couple of weeks ago. Big, uh, uh, two baby owls, one adult-sized owl, all hanging out watching me, like 10 feet from me. It was a very cool experience. And owls kind of have a deeper meaning in Druid tradition and sense. Um, they often talk about turning a disadvantage into an advantage because owls can uh, swoop on unsuspecting prey at night because of their exceptional hearing. So they remind us of this. So let me use that, try that transit in together without getting into too much detail about it and tell you you might feel some restriction and limitation and get really feeling like you want to push your way out of it. Just you know, catch yourself. Ask someone their advice. Take a step back before you send a letter. Do something compulsive or crazy just in case it may, is overreactive. But on the positive side, it can somehow, it can often help us break free from limitations too. Okay, we're going to talk a bit about this, uh, this chart of Jen. Uh, someone had sent me some information, asked if I would comment on it. I'm going to be able to do that in this show, and then I'm going to take some calls here in a couple of minutes. I've got a couple of people waiting, so I'll take you guys that have been waiting the longest first. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Jen's chart. Um, I want to use this as, a, as kind of a good illustration point. Now, no one has a chart in front of them, of course, but um, Jen was born um, February 24, 1972, St. Louis, Missouri. So one of the things I noticed when I looked at Jen's chart was she's got a lot of kind of um, She's got a good amount of squares and oppositions in the chart, but also a good amount of trines and a few sextiles in the chart. Trines and sextiles are easy, good angles between planets, often a lot of talent and ability. The squares are the testing angles in a chart. Uh, she talked about a grand cross and a few other things that she had noticed when she's talked to astrologers before or done some research on her own. So we mentioned a few things about the chart, and then I want to talk a little bit about Jen's transits um, and what's happening with her just take a few minutes on this before I, I get to my calls here. Um, so first off, Jen, your rising sign is actually Gemini. So that's going to give a very strong interest in communication, expression. A rising sign typically shows our you know, childhood or our natal disposition toward things. And later on in life, it becomes Achilles' heel. Um, her moon is in Cancer. So that's kind of a nurturing moon position, but it's in her money house, uh, money finances, and what we value. So that can be fluctuating, shifting, and changing finances that often actually relate to the emotional body itself. She's got a lot of energy going on in her fifth house, Pluto and Uranus in her fifth. That's going to give her a lot of creative energy. Uh, fifth house is romance and risk-taking and play and gambling and children and creativity. And so Pluto and Uranus, you know, relationships, uh, creativity can show up out of the blue. Uranus in the fifth house can be very brilliant. Um, with its creative expression, although sometimes there's a lot of insert foot mouth syndrome that you find with Uranus in the fifth. Also got Pluto there, Jen, which means you've gone through some very intense relationships. Um, when you're in a relationship but, and you want to play, you go in deeply, or you don't go in at all. Sometimes Pluto can be like the uh, effect of, uh, you know, like kissing your brother. Sometimes you just, Ugh, don't want to go there. Ugh. So a lot going on there. Uh, she has uh, Neptune in a sixth house, very close to the cusp of the seventh in Sagittarius. Um, sixth houses usually mean some kind of work that involves service, healing, helping, guiding, inspiring others. Because this is close to a seventh house cusp, that means relationships, marriage partnerships can be very all or nothing. Um, you know, so you can fall in love with brilliant soulmate, 
amazing connections, and then sometimes you don't see clearly, and you can kind of sometimes fall for people that are full of crap and liars and not the healthiest human beings on the planet as well, too. That's the dance of, of Neptune in the seventh. But Jupiter is in her eighth, which means she gains through resources of other people, working with others, um, using other people's talents, abilities, and resources as well. Um, and it can show that she has a very transformative effect on the people in her life and around her. Uh, her son's in the 10th house in Pisces, so career, um, house, uh, and Mercury conjunct each other. So a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, kind of, you know, uh, her life purpose of thinking and analyzing. It's all in Pisces. Uh, so that's an element of being of service to others and being a healer or a caretaker, someone who is compassionate and uses that in some way in relation to the work that they do. And uh, Venus and uh, Chiron are in Aries in her 11th house. Uh, Venus in Aries means, you know, love matters. You know, she can be strangely aggressive sometimes. You know, Venus in Aries likes to conquer and love in that sense. They like the chase. They like the beginning. Uh, they may not always want to stay around and mow the lawn. So, uh, and Chiron is there as well, too. So, uh, but, you know, the 11th house is hope and dreams, group associations, friendships. Uh, I'm jumping through this stuff real rapidly, Chen, for obvious reasons. Uh, I want to touch upon a few things. And she's got Mars in Taurus in her 12th and Saturn in Taurus in the, uh, in the 12th house. Taxi Saturn's in Gemini. Really close, right in the first degree of Gemini. Uh, Mars in Taurus, you know, past lifetime issues with men. Males in general work through karma in relation to men um, and selflessness and giving in relation to that area. And Saturn there as well suggests, you know, a real comfort and fear of restriction and limitation at some level as well, too, uh, that's kind of bleeding in from other times and other places. Uh, I want to mention a couple of transits coming up for Jen. Uh, and then, like I said, then I'm going to take some calls here. Uh, uh, Jen has um, Neptune conjunct her son. Um, let me see, that started in March of 2013 through January of 2015. So on the positive side, that really, really can be a lot of energy around your spiritual self, um, using, uh, tapping into your intuition more, allowing that to become part of your life purpose itself. Um, kind of a couple of tough transits that she's been dealing with, Neptune Square Neptune, April of 2013 till January of 2015. Probably a lot of triggers in the last year or two around relationships and seeing clearly in that area and, and her giving and receiving ratio. Uranus is square her moon. Uh, that brings up a lot of issues around, you know, how you nurture, how you care for others um, and, and, and wanting to almost change that pattern at some level. Pluto's also been opposite her moon uh, early January of this year through November of 2015. So that can be another kind of difficulty around money, finances, and security and some tests in that area. A real urge to transform or change that uh, and the power to do so. But usually, you know, it kind of can be a little painstaking, that process of really, really digging into uh, any limitations energetically and emotionally that are blocking as well as practically. So here's your good news, Jen. Um, two great transits coming up for you. Jupiter conjuncts your IC. Uh, uh, which was a custom of your fourth house in September of this year. And then um, Jupiter trines Venus in October. Um, then it'll go retrograde, so that particular angle stays through till June of 2015. 
great transits coming up. September, October, much more fluid time. Uh, Jupiter conjuncture, I see, can be a lot of improvements in the home, more of a feeling of security, sometimes growth in one's family. Uh, Jupiter trying Venus is a really good trine for love relationships, intimacy, and creativity. It usually creates opportunity that way, so really nice transit coming up for you there. Okay, anyway. I uh, hope that was a little help. You know, that was a real quickie guide. You know, for me, I want to go into so much more detail, but that's what we can do <laughs> live on air right now. I'm going to take one of my first calls here. I should be able to get about three calls, and I've got two people waiting. I might be able to get one more call in after that. Uh, I'm going to keep these to five minutes, guys, but I'm going to take some live calls here. You can ask a question or ask me to pull an angel card or animal turtle or maroon or, or something like that specifically. Um, okay, so call in number 646-200-3966. Again, I should be able to get to maybe three calls. Uh, so I might be able to get one more in addition to the two that are waiting. 646-200-3966. If you're not able to get in, pay session call in on another show or on the 11th when I'll be talking to Alaric, and he'll be doing some uh, mini reads as well, too, and he's really awesome. Okay. My longest wait. 941, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, my name is Carla. Hey, Carla. How are you today? Good, and I have a question. Uh, my daughter is going through, she just broke up because it was a violent situation with her ex-boyfriend who they have a one-year-old child with, and it right. got really violent where her, he's been in jail already. And mm-hmm. uh, his, his parents have been really, I mean, threatening death threats, everything. How do that, you who's been sending the death threats? Um, the mother, him, oh. everything. Oh, so the whole family it's, it's, is crappy, right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and they're threatening my, um, she's now with my ex-husband and his wife and their family, and they're very concerned because the threats went to them, too, in front of police. But mm-hmm. we're, we're wondering, um, what do you see of happening? Because she's still a little bit in disbelief. And I think finally right. our final back, yeah kind of got it, we hope. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, All right. You just bleed it out for a second. I'll make sure you're still there. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to pull a couple of cards for you here um, and uh, and tell you what I'm kind of picking up on this here, too. You know, a lot of times I get the information pretty clearly in that sense, uh, but um, I, I like to pull cards. I, it's a Taurus rising part of me. I want like the practical details so that I don't get too, um, you know, subjective around it um, as well, too, in terms of what I'd like to happen. That's one of the reasons that I do that as well. So, okay. So let me tell you what's kind of coming up in, in the cards. And then I have a couple of suggestions for you. First time hearing, how old is your daughter, by the way? She's 21. She's 20. Okay, so she's still young. Right. Um, okay. Um, what I'm hearing is this is a very, very karmic situation. So I feel like she's playing something out from other time and other place. It's very real in the present. Um, the other thing is I definitely feel like there were a lot of really, really bad signs even sort of early on. In other words, oh, I mean, yeah, like the first card that I – yeah, like it, it really, she, I think she was a real optimist in that way. I think there was a part of her also that thought you know, the baby would kind of sort of mellow out some of the more uglier characteristics that he mm-hmm. was necessarily showing. But I even feel like, I mean, it was like, I, I almost feel like he was sort of a good player in that sense as well, too, in terms of performance um, in some ways. But I see the Nine of Wands, which indicates a very difficult power struggle in the past, one that's still happening. Six of Cups comes up reversed in the present. 
which means, um, you know, that's relating to uncomfortable emotional, psychological issues connected with a family. One of the things that I'm kind of hearing intuitively is I feel like where, where she's struggling is there's a part of her that wants to do the right thing at some level for both her, herself, for the child, and all of that. But I also, I mean, is she admitted that she's really done with him, or is she still struggling with that? We think she might be struggling, but now she's fearing yeah. her life. Yeah. And, yeah. And before she was, I mean, before she got her last attack and he went to um, jail, it was just like, you know, and this happened just within the week, these attacks, and his mother set them all up. Right. Which is like the scariest thing, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, and, yeah. That, I, I mean, I, I feel like the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, so to speak, in that sense, with some dysfunction springing up from that area as well, too. But that's what I'm hearing. There's a big, there's a need for her to kind of own the situation and to let go of the idea that there can really be any type of functional reunion here. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- this is just someone that's just too wounded. Uh, but this is what she's energetically signed up for. So she does have to deal with the family and all of that in the first place. I mean, the good news that I have for you is that the Father of Stones comes up next. And I think, did you say that she was staying with her father? Yes, now? and there's where the karmic is. There's where the karmic is of her father sticking up for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the card is showing a very strong man at some level that will not let anything happen to her. I feel like she's safe in that sense. That's the good news. Um, I don't feel like, you know, the death threats, anything is going to necessarily get through in that way. I don't think he will let it happen. I also really want you to, um, because I know you're worrying about this completely understandably, so ask every night, every day, ask for extra extra angels to protect her and to protect the situation. Send them to her. They will go on your behalf and make sure she stays protected and and untouched in that way. But that's what I'm hearing is because there's a part of her that has this weird glimmer of hope and feels guilty, it's almost like there's still a doorway open for them to be so horrible. You know what I mean? And that's the thing she's got to let go of, which she's going to have a tough time with doing. Do you Uh, see her finally letting go? Yeah, and the way of it is just to realize that um, the problem that we're having is because she's experienced so much ugliness, even if you were to apologize or the family would, would she ever feel safe and secure with them? You see what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, it's just yeah. never. That's the thing. Sometimes people go too far, and that's what has happened here uh, in that sense. They've just simply gone too far. It's become, you know, something so ugly. But I, that's you guys are saying to me, don't worry about her in that sense. The karma isn't for her to get killed or anything like that. She's safe in that sense. Your husband is, 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 is your ex-husband? Uh, yes, because he was threatened yeah. in front of the sheriff, too. Yeah. He said he, oh, absolutely. He said that he was going to shut him, um, shoot him with a rifle, hunt him down and shoot him. That's why right, that's so right. Yeah. yeah, see, he's kind of getting caught he's on in. Drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without question. He, he's got to be careful because I know this is great. Well, I guess we sort of brought off some of this point here on the, on the, on the show, if you caught it today, <laughs> about being careful yeah. of reactiveness in that sense as well, too. But what I'm seeing is um, the death card comes up reverse, which means the situation stays somewhat stagnant for a while, meaning that there's no real resolution or solution to it. But mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the good news and the bad news. The good news is I don't, I'm not seeing cards saying that this is a horribly dramatic event or difficulty that, that you have to deal with, but I am seeing a stagnant feeling of a lingering issue for a while. 
in that mm-hmm. sense, meaning there's still threats. But that's what I'm hearing is it's largely threats. I don't feel like they're necessarily carrying anything out as much as it's more like they're trying to scare her uh-huh. in that sense. And that's what's yeah. going on. So what I'm going to recommend for you, uh, and this is a very practical solution, and it won't cost you anything, so here's the good news. Go, um, you can go online. You can check it out. There is a, um, there's an, an amulet, almost like a, it's um, I'm sorry, my, my mental capacity of words here. Um, it would be a talisman. That's the word I'm looking for. It's called uh-huh. Hathor, H-A-T-H-O-R, H-A-T-H-O-R. Uh-huh. It's called Hathor's Mirror. And if you print one out, give that to her to carry. What Hathor's Mirror does, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a goddess of, of feminine energy and feminine power. But when you carry it, anytime someone's beaming ugly, hateful, negative energy towards you, what it does is it reflects it back to them times ten. So now, it's she's almost not like really it's the, talking to me. So I could, she's not I speaking could, to you? Um, knows I know too much. Do you yeah. think that I could esoterically put that in her auric field? Yes, absolutely. That's what I would. I would that's what I would suggest. Um, okay. Put it in. Put it in play. Uh, put it in energetically for yourself. Because what it'll also do is it will clarify things for you in a way where, if you take that amulet, you begin to use it too. It'll make you more pragmatic in how you use your feminine power. Part of the reason mm-hmm. she's not talking to you is because she probably pissed her off, but it's also because she's got embarrassment and shame. Yeah. Right. So you see what yeah. I mean? So that'll help you as well. But yeah, put that in her auric field, and that will be a huge, huge help right now with it. I feel like the situation stays stagnant for a while. But you know what? What you guys are saying to me is, like within two years, I think he's going to do something really dumb in a way where she might end up with like a restraining order or something that has to keep him away. Oh, wow. So yeah, that was that's sort of the, that he might yeah. be in his own demise very soon because he's running yeah. around with a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the kind of yeah. Absolutely, that's it. It it feels like it's going to wind itself down in in a couple of years in that way. Because I got to tell you, I just don't see him being that much of a part of this kid's life down the line. Yeah. You know, and it's It's, that's for the best. Yeah. Well, it's the mother. See, I warned my daughter because the mother, his mother, kept on saying she always wanted a daughter, and said it was her daughter. I warned her, and that's what the whole thing is. I don't think this kid wants the baby. It's the mother that wants it. Right. And she, Absolutely. She, she is nasty. She's an RN. She's just, she shouldn't have her license. I'm doing an FBI yeah. check on her now. So right. hopefully we um, can find out something. You know, and, and let me tell you something, too, because the other caller dropped off, so I'm going to take a couple more minutes here with you. Um, impatient callers, they couldn't wait. See, <laughs> you were able to wait. Uh, let me suggest something also for you, because this whole situation is, is definitely probably been pretty exhausting for you oh, exactly. as well. It's bringing up a lot. So I, I pulled an angel card message for you, and I, I want you to actually really, really listen to this just for a little bit, because I know it's going to almost go contrary to what your logical self is telling you now, but when you hear it, You'll understand why energetically you needed to hear this right now. So the angel that comes through is named Teresa. Mm -hmm. And she says, "Um, time out. You've been so busy taking care of everyone else's needs. Now it's time to stop and to take care of yourself. Dear one, you've been working very hard. You're very tired now, yet you keep pushing yourself to work more and more and more. I'm here to firmly and lovingly take your hand and tell you to stop. Cease working for a moment and take a respite. You certainly earned it, and you'll be more efficient and productive after taking this rest. 
You give so much to others that at times like this you become unbalanced. Your inner child yearns for nurturing, and no one is going to give you that loving care but yourself and the angels. So give yourself permission to take a much-needed time out, take a nap, or go play for a while. Please don't delay this guidance. We assure you that your responsibilities will all be met, and you will gather new energy and new ideas during your time out. We'll also bring you additionally earthly help and assist you in delegating work. Thank you so much. yeah, you need to hear that. You're, you're really stressing about this. And let me tell you something also, too, because your daughter's doing this, too, and so are you somewhat energetically. Listen, I know you've made mistakes in, in raising her along the way, um, as do all parents, because no one got a handbook, and we learn through trial and error. But I am also really want you to hear this. You need to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you made. You need to let that go. You need to yeah, know that you me. did the best that you can. What's up? For some reason, she's blaming me for the situation. Yeah. And I told that you to know, her stepmother to believe it. Mm-hmm. And she's blaming she's me doing for it. my childhood. Yeah, just to yeah. Be well, you know. I mean, she's, she's got, it, listen, she's somebody. got issues from, yeah, she's got, look, you know, she's got, she's got her own self-destructive issues, but like where, where she's not necessarily caught up necessarily as much in the addiction or the problems she's bringing in men that are. Addicts and problems and 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 a dance that way. So there is some blame toward you, toward your, you know, toward her father, various other people energetically. Um, that's kind of normal. Uh, but the thing of it is, is I feel like there's a thread going on here. Where if you pull on the thread, you'll realize that there's a little part of you that's still, you know, you're frustrated with yourself. You're frustrated with the situation. You want to help her. She's not listening to you. All of those things. So release a lot of that. Know that you're a good person. Know that you're the best you can. Um, and you know that, you know, had you known you know now, you would have done it different. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But you didn't. So, so you've got to release that as well. And that will help her energetically to release some of this too. But um, I, I do, like, guys, like I said, I feel like there are angels around this situation. She's paying off the karmic debt. You're all involved in it, but I don't, that's the key. But go get some rest. Go take a little breather from it. I know this is really pressing, but, you know, I tell people this all the time. A lot of times when I'm really stressed out, I just do this instinctively. When I feel like I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this, I end up just almost always taking a little break. I'll go run off and play at the casino for a couple of hours. I'll go take a long nap. And you know what? I always get insight, awareness, and clarity during those timeouts, and that's what I'm going to suggest for you, okay? Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. But, yeah, pull, up, pull on that Hathor, H-A-T-H-O-R energy. Read yeah, a little bit about that. You'll totally understand. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to just stick okay. that in for her org field. Should I do absolutely. it in front and back of her? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's so powerful that even in the front will work. But do it in the front okay. and the back so she's not getting hit from behind. And you'll start to okay. see her suddenly get stronger, too. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. All right, darling. Thank you for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. I had one other caller, and they, they, they got impatient and dropped off. Probably with the sound of my voice was hideous. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, all right. Thank you for that, that call, Carla. I'm, I'm sending some changes your way to, to help this situation heal and, and her to make some better choices along the way uh, with this. is definitely a tough one. Uh, okay, so it looks like we're, we're down to our last minute or so here. So, uh, listen, thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Uh, I was glad I was able to get some information out about Jen and your chart. Um, listen, guys, if you, uh, you know, if you really want to get an in-depth reading, uh, you can always call it. You can, obviously, you can call it for these minis, but 
go to my website, find out a way to contact me. My prices are really fairly reasonable for the most part. You can do a phone session. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and even, again, just uh, listen, subscribe to my column. Get the column each month. People tell me this all the time. I have this weird tendency to talk about subjects and things that are so relevant to people when they hear them that they'll say, oh, my God, this is exactly what I was concerned with, and you ended up writing about it. So I'm really good at that kind of thing. So I, I highly recommend um, checking that out. Hit me up at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at Yahoo.com to get added to a monthly mailing newsletter. Uh, and again, any information you want, you can get at my website, JimVentura.com. You can also uh, put a like on my uh, fan page on Facebook as well, too, and, and get updates to that. So awesome, guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's show. Um, I won't be here next week because I will be uh, in Las Vegas for a couple of days with my brother. Um, looking forward to that, but I'll be here the following week for a live column read, and we'll talk about owls and uh, that influence, and then the following week on September 11th, I'll be uh, doing an interview show with Alara Hutchinson. Definitely catch that show. Brilliant guy, really strong energy, and he'll be doing some live mini readings on that show as well, too, so you can get some readings that way. All right? Thanks again, guys. Have an awesome day. Cheers. We'll catch you next time.